0: and welcome to 40 going on 14 this is episode 93 and i am mike i am patrick i am
1: joel and i'm josh and you know my power set is just as powerful as any of the other guys it's just you know misunderstood like aquaman
2: is there a punchline oh oh yeah it is aquaman talk
1: to fish
2: and a hard boiled egg Honk honk. Make that too hard, boy.
0: <laughs> well, if that didn't give it away, this week's show is on the Super Friends and Justice League. We were trying to make a, get up a reason to watch the old, uh, Justice League and Super Friends shows. So we said, Hey. It's the what? same heroes, and their cartoons.
1: Yeah, and it's pretty timely, because with the uh, coming of Batman versus Superman, regardless of how you feel about whether that movie's going to be good or not, they are really teasing the beginnings of the foundation of the formation of the JLA in DC's <clears throat> kind of trying-to-play-catch-up cinematic universe. Yeah, they want a piece 10. of
0: that Avengers pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. They're not going to get it, but... They're going to get some of it. They will. I, I'm I'm looking forward to the Batman versus Superman movie, because... I, and the I'm haltingly encouraged by Ben Affleck's Batman so far.
1: It, what's messed up is, like, everything I've seen about Batman versus Superman, the stuff I like is neither Batman nor Superman. It's Wonder Woman. Yeah, Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Uh, uh, Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Jason, Jason all that oh, stuff.
0: Jason Momoa's Aquaman actually looks like a complete nutter badass in it. Yeah.
1: <coughs> That's
3: cuz he's a complete nutter
1: badass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's coming. in. And actually so is Aquaman and the
1: perception that he isn't. We're going to get directly into that this episode because I think the Super Friends is what gave the Aquaman as a joke, you know, that lazy punchline. Oh yeah.
0: So uh hey, think speaking of punchlines, Geek Life Radio I don't know. I, it was the worst. It was the <laughs> Geek worst.
1: Life Radio <laughs> likes to punch, punch lines. lines. If you're
0: into punch lines, Saturday at noon. <laughs> yeah. You can listen to our show on Geek Life Radio, 12 o'clock noon on Saturdays. Right after Meet Your Taint with Ed DeBevick.
1: Wait, what? Wait, what just happened? <laughs> what? Uh, you can also find us as well as many other geeky themed podcasts on the Musings of a Geek podcast network. You can find them at www.musingsofageek.com, and you can check out not only our archives, but the Arkham Social R, the Musings of a Geek podcast itself, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks, and everyone's favorite defunct
0: sports show, the Left Field Sports Lounge. <laughs>
1: Are we coming up on the one year anniversary of pimping that show?
0: We are coming up on the one (laughs) year anniversary (laughs) of pimping. Our advertisement for the show lasted longer than the actual show itself. (laughs) Aww. Aww. That makes me kind of sad. They're like, why are we still getting downloads? <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us and tell us what you think of the show or you have an idea or would like to talk about Pat's uh, bad diction, um, call us up at 708-NOW-RAP. That's seven zero eight six six nine nine seven two seven.
2: It's not that bad. It's just got a little rash. It'll clear up.
0: Oh. <sighs> You can also reach us, if you'd like,
1: at gmail at 40go14 at gmail.com or send us a tweet at 40go14 on Twitter. Yes. So, listener feedback. uh, The uh, email and Twitter, there's been about the normal level of activity, but we do have some voicemails. Uh Uh-oh. And uh, away we go.
4: All right, so so, um, I'm a little... Maybe maybe I'm a little fucked up. Maybe I'm a little slow here. Uh, so you you joined a game, a game, something to do in you your leisure time to relax and have a good time. You joined a game called Star Wars Galaxies, where you could have done, you know, you could have been a, a bounty hunter, you could have been a, a fucking fighter pilot, you could you could eventually become a Jedi, but yet you chose to be the guy who tries to sell Anakin Skywalker some death sticks. <laughs> really fucking not even adequate dude not not <laughs> <it's> like fuck
3: <laughs> I find it hard to disagree
0: yeah I have to get behind him on this one there's no such thing as a Jedi wall salesman
3: death sticks I'm waiting for the end here also that's <laughs> a uh,
4: where, where the fuck is Joel where's Joel he didn't get a vacation he didn't work fucking Joel <laughs> Suddenly, Susan was a shit television show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well. Wait, it, it, what? <laughs> In, in response to the, the criticism, which I will say is deserved, uh, of my method of playing Star Wars Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, that, that leaves a lot to be
3: desired there.
0: I want to be know. a contractor! <laughs> I've always been
1: fascinated by...
0: He's,
3: ac- he's in the Star Wars universe playing Bob the Builder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> can he fix it? I, except I didn't build anything. I just made walls that other people could build with. Yes, he can. I find <laughs> economic systems fascinating. I've always liked the farm Farming games. And if it was just like, hey, press X to sign contracts, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But uh, actually, like gathering the materials, building like a business in this world, I don't know why it interests me, but it always has. Hey, Mike. one of my. F- oh, good ahead, Josh. I was going to say, uh, one of my favorite games back in the NES SNES era was a, a game called AeroBiz, where you ran an air, airline company. So. Plus, you know, I'm the guy who likes peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches, so. Yeah.
0: Can let's we.
3: Wait, let's, let's not play a flight simulator. Let's play the accountant of the flight simulator. Yeah.
0: Okay, can we make this the point where you guys stop giving me shit for the game math? I was just
2: going to say, no. I know what happened to your game of math. <laughs> I know what happened to it. Josh took it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I want to be
0: an accountant. That's never going to happen, Mike. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've, I've I've proven the existence of this game.
3: I'm, I'm not just saying. Like, I mean, they, I might as well ask to stop getting people start stop calling me a racist.
0: All right. I didn't realize it was that bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got One's one more a real
2: thing, and one isn't. So
3: I'm not a racist.
2: Yeah, you don't like NASCAR. I know.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, uh, moving on. But Josh will play their accountant in the.
4: <laughs> no live Board I game gonna version. Wait. About this until you talking about
1: okay. Well, I'll start no it again.
4: Buttholes. I wasn't going to call in about this until you started talking about star destroyers. Uh, and E they don't have star destroyers at Hyporite They're huge, ungainly, uh, exceedingly difficult to build and pilot ships. Those are the the ultimate ones that you're talking about from back in the day. Uh, and the the in-game currency is a, called it. It is not credits, You fucking fuckers. Uh, but the coolest thing is it has an, uh, an integral working economy within itself, where you can sit at a space bar and make space walls, if you like. But uh, when I when I played, I was I was a miner and builder, and I would build spaceships, large, large spaceships. And uh, I would buy the blueprints for spaceships on the auction market. And uh, you'd buy a license for, say, 30 runs of a certain type of ship, and I'd buy... Say someone wanted uh, they had a license for thirty, they wanted to build twenty-five. I would buy whatever was left, and I would make them, and I would sell them. But uh, the, one of the coolest things is the the treacherous nature of humans in that game. And there was a very very popular alliance or corporation back in the day. I think it was called Goon Swarm. I can't remember. It was Goon something. But they controlled about a third of the space of Nullsec. They were the biggest, baddest, craziest, craziest Sons of Guns around. And one guy got tired of it, and so he. Waited until everyone else logged off for the night. And then he went in and he scuttled all their dreads, which, uh, like like you said, take months and of effort. And I think the street value of each one is around $9,000. He scuttled all their dreads, stole all of their money and all their blueprints and all their weapons, and then disappeared. And basically defunded and destroyed the entire alliance. I had a buddy who was in in that alliance, and uh, he said that after that happened, they were there was such a power vacuum that they were losing hundreds of player-owned stations every day. Is he Dutch The Russians, and uh, I believe he said German. I don't died. think so. But it was a good time. They're not star destroyers. You guys are geeks.
0: We're geeks.
1: Okay. To be fair, I referred to dreadnoughts as star destroyers. Basically, I think Mike may have done that. To allow people a frame of reference who would never play Eve online because like you got that clear image from the opening of star Wars. I said, this is a huge capital ship. So yeah, you got me on that bit of pedantry. Yes, it's, they are technically dreadnoughts. However, ISK stands for interstellar credit. So yeah. And you're right about suddenly Susan. Yes. So suddenly Susan, <laughs> however, no argument there. How did
3: you two fuckers manage to make star Wars boring?
1: Well, this wasn't Star Wars. He was talking about EVE Online.
3: I'm just – space travel, everything, all that shit. I mean I love the idea of space travel and you two just bored the shit out of me. I actually
1: think if you tried uh, EVE Online the way I did it, it probably wouldn't be your favorite part of it. You'd probably prefer the combat stuff. But uh, the whole scanning down hacking sites, doing archaeology and – uh, whatnot. It's a little bit more exciting to do it than it is to hear about it. This is that, the
0: best, gonna be the best wall ever.
1: <laughs> Different game.
0: I'm gonna yes. make a space wall. Yes, they're
1: yes. Gonna when put i gonna play on, Mario. I'm making space walls. They're put it
0: on a, I don't, I, it's on a dreadnought, I'm making dreadnought walls. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's not often we get to lambast Josh.
1: So. That's fair. I, I'm probably, I probably take the least amount of shots when it, we're not talking about sandwiches. So okay. Use the force,
2: Luke, I'll, and a protractor.
1: All right. Oh. Hey, Josh, is it about that time? Oh, my God, is it ever. <laughs>
0: All right. So. This week in music, movies, and TV all right so this weekend <laughs> Damn, <it's sports. laughs>
2: i had to change it up you guys are so used to it you shit <laughs> i wasn't here last
0: week all right uh this weekend september 8th 1973 the premiere of the super friends uh marvin music marvin gaze let's get it on is the number one song dropping panties everywhere
3: Yes, still including
0: mine. Hell yeah, that song is. There was just, only one. Still the best.
3: It was already cross-dressing.
0: Our uh, Art Gar-, I don't know where Gar I'm
3: going with this. I'm gonna yeah. stop. Now. Okay, i yeah, going
0: just say, nice.
1: it got really weird really fast. There.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to move on from it, and you're still bringing it up. Art Garfunkel finally released... finally releases his solo debut album uh, called "I Made a Bad Decision." <laughs> 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 no, no, no! It's called Angel Clare on September eleventh, seventeen years after starting his music career.
3: I mean, to be fair, in between was kind of busy with Simon and Garfunkel.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and picking out his afro. <laughs> <laughs> At least six of the years we're working on that hair.
3: Yay. We're spent just trying to contain that hair. Yep, nice. La, uh, <laughs>
0: there's explosion again Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's back i hadn't realized he was so classic Um, (laughs) that was was where he got his big break (laughs) you know what we need in this song explosions um overnight sensation by frank zappa is released on september 7th
1: i don't remember that at
0: all i don't know why because you weren't born yet Oh,
1: yeah. you yeah, that's in yeah, that's your
0: Twinkle in your
3: father's when, pants. When, <laughs> I didn't put the mic is a Frank Zappa fan, so I just put that in for him.
0: Yeah, we used to play Frank Zappa when it ch- uh, we would shut down uh, the sandwich shop when I worked there. And I remember we're in the back closing everything down. Outside front, they've got some, uh, like this high school girl who's out front, like shutting everything down. We've got Catholic school girls playing. And after maybe about a minute, she open- comes in the back. She's like, what the hell are we listening to? <laughs> remember, and me and the guy are like, it's Zappa. And she just, I mean, at that point, just the stare contest began. We're like, we're not changing it. You're going to have to get used to it. But she eventually turned her ways.
3: Mike making friends everywhere he goes.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Movies. American Graffiti is a number one movie for eight weeks, knocking off Enter the Dragon. Wow, that's a battle royale. Can I tell you guys a dirty secret? Yes. I have never seen American Graffiti, nor have I seen Enter the Dragon.
1: What? (laughs) Yeah, you should fix that. Yeah, I should. Yeah.
3: Enter the Dragon is better than American Graffiti, but American Graffiti just is important for its place in movie history. Yeah, plus it's like,
1: yeah, it's a good time of the year to watch American Graffiti. I think for me, that's always felt like the beginning of summer movie.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And uh, also in movies, the author of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien, dies on September's what? Tolkien died when I was one year old. (laughs) Oh my god! I feel terrible now. Why? Well, you probably it, didn't do it. Well,
3: no, JRR Tolkien was made of cake and that's you know how on the first birthday they always destroy the cake never mind it was funny in my head <laughs> i thought that what?
0: what are you talking about that i'm imagining amazing. a
3: 1 year old mike destroying a cake made that, that you know is jrr tolkien oh i thought you were confusing
0: w- what no
3: <laughs> i was trying to come up with a way that a 1 year old could kill jrr tolkien and that was the only way i could think of on the spur of the moment like that is were made of so. cake if he were made of cake and he were <laughs>
4: Mike's actual
3: cake <laughs> that he was given on his first birthday, and Mike tears it apart and kills Tolkien. There you go.
4: When
2: I die, make me into cake and give me to small children.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: this brownie God. is amazing.
0: It's <laughs> <My laughs> precious. <laughs> Alright, so TV. It's been a while. Yeah, it has, but here he is. That was definitely deserved. Yes, it was. TV, All in the Family, The Waltons and Sanford and Son are the top three shows. <laughs>
2: You know, the bad thing about Pat's
1: story was that it just kept going.
3: Oh, you have no right.
1: (laughs) So I'm making my space walls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, September 8th, both Star Trek, the animated series, and Super Friends make their premiere. On, uh-oh, on September 9th, dun-dun-dun, the acronym of the week, TDDS, airs its final episode.
1: Yes, that's the terrifying dinosaur dick show. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: really don't want one of those coming at you.
2: Dude, I love that show.
3: It's amazing uh, how many how many penis-centered shows there are in Josh's I world. I know! <laughs> the
2: final episode was a real tearjerker.
3: Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Uh, what was it actually? I, what was it? The, the Doris Day show.
0: Wow, were you? Uh, you were close. I was
3: close. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're, you're pretty close. Did you know Doris Day was actually a dinosaur, Dick? <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. Yeah. On September 10th, the Dom Louise sitcom Lots of Luck premieres, lasting two seasons. <laughs> Wow, I think Dom DeLuise is actually pretty funny, but only if he's with uh, what's his name? Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. That's funny.
1: I think <laughs> Dom DeLuise is probably at his funniest when he's the guy that gets to throw in little zinger one-liners, and he isn't the center of the show.
0: Yeah. So, which is probably why this <laughs> only lasted two seasons. You know who his dad is? I think the only person that's going to know this is possibly Joel. But um, Wizards of Waverly Mr. Place. Mr. No. uh well, Are you yeah. about Peter DeLuise? Yeah from the the Disney show The Wizards of Waverly Place. Why are, it, that's his son.
2: Right, but why are you using that as a reference point instead of one of his other better
0: shows? Because, because ha- he's made of cake. <laughs> <laughs> when I die, turn me into cake and feed me to small children. Because because I have children, Joel, and they watch fucking Disney shows.
2: Yeah, but but you had Peter DeLouise and uh somebody help me out. Who was the other the other son that was on 21 Jump Street? Cake.
0: Johnny Depp. Johnny no, Cake.
2: The, the DeLouise. <laughs>
1: Johnny Delouise. My name is Johnny Cake. I'm here for you right now.
2: Use the horse, Luke. Anyway, moving on.
0: <laughs> Sport. <Wow. laughs> Muhammad Ali defeats George Norton on September 10th in a rematch. After- hey Norton, <laughs> that would be entertaining. After <laughs> suffering one of only two losses in his entire career, Ali's jaw was broken by Norton in the first Damn. fight. Damn. Yeah. The fact he I- the fact he tagged him alone. It's amazing. Before the fight. <laughs> uh, September hey, Norton, 9th. you look at mighty cute in them shorts. Uh, Jackie Stewart becomes Formula One world champion in his final race before retiring. Really? Oh, and then after he
2: had retired, yeah. he got back on the racetrack.
0: I, I love Formula One racing. And fresh tires. Yeah, we got it. Okay. Yeah. Cake. So there then, you then go. he turns him into cake. <laughs> and a hard boiled egg. Okay, eat him. So, main show. <laughs> Please.
1: Yes. All right. So yeah, 1973. We've got the uh, Super Friends. Whew. This was definitely a show.
2: Yes, the original <laughs> Super Friends cuz it did end
1: and came back as the all new
2: Super Friends hour. Or something yes,
0: like. it uh okay, so 1973-74 Super Friends first aired on ABC in September 8th, 1973 like we said. I had the characters of Superman, Batman and Robin, Wonder Woman and Aquaman and uh all of them were this was made by Filmation and get Wendy and No, uh, I'm getting I'm getting there. Sorry, okay. Jesus Christ, man. I'm excited. Go get the peanut butter. Uh, so they also added on two extra characters because apparently they needed a Daphne and Shaggy in this mo- in this show. No kidding. I, mean, I know. Uh, Wendy and Marvin, voiced by uh Sherry Alberoni and the ultimate all over the place Frank Welker, and uh the Wonder Dog. And no, not the Wonder Dog. Wonder Dog. Just but, Wonder yeah, Dog. Just Wonder, just Wonder dog. dog. He was kind of like. Imagine if Ex- in- Inspector Gadget was a dog. <laughs> That's pretty. Yeah,
1: but it was so weird because they had frank welker doing the voices it was like you guys aren't even trying you just like took the thing that apparently has to be by contract in all of your shows the two kids and the dog and just jammed them into a superhero
0: show mm-hmm. yeah they have no superpowers yeah they had no powers uh what the, did they do
3: they just sat at the, the station all day
0: no They're they not- they went out and got in trouble but marvin and marvin looks like like shaggy's cousin
3: Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I watched the trailer for it, because I couldn't find any episodes online.
2: It, I found uh, one episode that was available that I was able to watch from the original. Oh, no,
3: I, I couldn't even find that. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I
2: watched
1: two from 1973 and 1974, and then a couple from later, once they had uh, replaced Wendy and Marvin with the Wonder Twins.
0: Yeah, so that was a uh, 77-78 season, the all-new Super Friends Hour, and I think this is the one that everybody remembers more. Oh, uh, yeah. sure. And just asking well, I people... I remember
3: that first one. I don't remember those kids at all.
0: Yeah, that was just a couple years where they had Wendy and Marvin. It was 77 and 78 season where we got Zan and Jaina and Gleek... The the monkey.
1: So at about this point, the drugs started to wear off, and they're like, oh, shit, we already made (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo.
0: Or they fulfilled the contract, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, one of those two things happened. You still got two kids and
1: a a pet, but at least they're more superhero-themed. Well, what's funny, though, is that the
2: characters continued on after the show into the comics and even have made a slight resurgence in some of the more recent issues. Um and, and Wonder Dog was even in an episode of Justice League Unlimited, so they didn't totally go away.
3: They just kind of retired him?
2: they just kind of became less prominent and and not weren't on the show at all anymore not not the original series
1: right i think that they realized that they went from less uh, from more lame to less lame as the seasons went on and focused on dc's actual heroes and villains because that was what people were responding to not that like shape of a rat form of a bucket of water
0: <clears throat> isn't amazing well, it is in the fact that you have these incredible enemies that can be taken down by a rat with a bucket of water.
2: Right. <laughs> and a
0: monkey. Yeah, and a monkey. You know, cause you gotta have, the rat can't carry the bucket, so obviously you have to have a monkey. And that, that, I thought that was a cool, I mean, in, Thinking back, I was always like, yeah, Wonder, Wonder Twins, Zan and Jaina, oh man, a form of a cheetah, and form of, you know... A, another bucket of water. Another bucket of water, <laughs> or form of, you know, an ice storm, or something like that, and I then realized, you know what, that's a pretty shitty power. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, not the animal one, being able to turn into an animal, I'm Beast Boy right now that's out with Marvel, and... Uh, um, Titans is, you know, that's an awesome power. He turns into whatever, you know, he wants to, turning into animal. But hey, I can turn to any sort of like water based thing. I mean, it's kind of like Iceman, but it's like you're restricted by whatever, you know, form of a glass of water with. And amazingly,
3: somehow it always is appropriate to the situation yeah like it, it it's kind of it reminds me of like the episode of the simpsons where you know like the, the bart's watching the show about the 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 cop on the boat and he's like take the canal he's, he's like why is there always a canal
2: <laughs> if only we had a square piece of ice that we could stick into this
0: lock exactly yeah
1: and then you had the superheroes in the Super Friends. I found really interesting. You had all these ethnic superheroes that were only made for the Super Friends. I'm referring to Apache Chief. That's Black what I was Vulcan, thinking. <laughs> El Dorado and Samurai. Oh, the Samurai who turned into a tornado. Yeah. And his name was just Samurai, which is well, oh, They weird. ran out of thought ideas at that point. <laughs>
3: Well, and his power... They, they were called the Fantastic Racist Four.
1: <laughs> yeah, I loved well, them. At least he had some elemental powers, and uh, El Dorado was basically <clears throat> like, I'm Superman with some illusion powers, and I'm Mexican. That's about it. He's, he was super strength. Oh, he could teleport instead of fly.
2: Well, at least it didn't make him so whenever he got hit, he burst into, like, a bunch of candy. I mean, that would have been really offensive.
1: Wow. <laughs> uh, and, and bl- he punched me Vulcan. and I
0: turned into cake. <laughs>
1: Black Vulcan could shoot lightning bolts. That's pretty obvious. I mean, he's just got the lightning on his suit. His powers are pretty obvious. And then you have Apache Chief, uh, <laughs> whose big power is to grow huge and talk to animals.
2: <laughs> but he has to say his name, Apache Chief, and then he
1: grows really <laughs> big. Which is why everybody
0: remembers him. Yeah. Poor Apache <laughs> Chief. I always felt bad for the people who standing next to so him. Apache Chief, he's grown up. No, don't look up. <laughs> 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 that's yeah. a loincloth Apache Wang um, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the delay there Pat <laughs> so what okay you guys I, I I managed to pull up a couple episodes and we had initially talked about uh, Aquaman Yes, and mm-hmm. I think Super Friends and Aquaman and the first thing that pops in my head is Aquaman w- with the two flying fish attached to his feet the seahorses. <laughs> no, no, not the sea. Well, the seahorses in the beginning credits.
1: Yeah, he was always riding a seahorse, but uh, Mike's talking about a specific scene where he attached flying fish to his feet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they're next. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know uh, exactly and, about they were, And we had talked about how lame this was. Well,
2: they yeah. were all kind of lame in the cartoon.
1: I don't know. I mean, Batman was basically the same Batman from the 60s TV show, and actually he's even closer to the Batman that we talked about in Scooby-Doo. Back when we did our Scooby-Doo episode, it was the same uh, animation style, the same voices for both of the actors. They were the same incarnations of Batman and Robin, but they weren't... I don't know. They weren't any more lame than any other Batman of the era.
2: Well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Robin voiced by Burt Ward still? I think
1: you are correct.
2: And Batman was not Adam West, but uh, it's it sounded a lot like him if it wasn't him. But, I mean, the, the, you know, they just – every every character was uh, very 70s. I don't know. And Wonder Woman's voice made her very mannish.
1: hmm. Yeah, they didn't quite know what to do with Wonder Woman when her, like, lasso or invisible jet were not relevant. they just like, okay, let's just have her say something obvious. Right.
3: (laughs) She's like the Counselor Troy. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, so, uh, each of these series, the seven, let's see, seventy three, seventy four, you wound up with the, the core heroes, Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. And, uh, they also had Plastic Man come in, The Flash, and Green Arrow. Uh, Plastic Man, I always loved. Mm-hmm. Because he was just like completely batshit crazy. Some serious issues with that guy. Um, Eventually, when they got to the...
3: Well, did his... I mean, I would imagine his brain had to stretch with him. So you imagine you do that that kind of trauma to your brain, it is going to kind of mess with you a little bit.
0: Yeah, I suppose so.
2: You would know.
1: Uh, and before we get a voicemail <laughs> correcting us, just Apache Chief only grew by saying his name in Harvey Birdman. In Super Friends, he actually used the magic words "Enikchok."
0: I, w- I thought so. I was going to, yeah, uh, I didn't want really to be wrong. So I didn't, and that's Apache for Apache Chief. No yes, need to basically. call Charlie.
2: <laughs> you can tell us about Star Wars another time.
0: Yeah, I was, I was gonna, like, gonna, like, we'll we'll just cut that one off right right at the curve there. Wow. But yeah, the I mean they ha- they did eventually add more and more heroes to this. So you you know uh, once uh, Challenge of the Super Friends came in, you wound up with Hawkman, and I always thought Hawkman was kind of badass. Me uh, too. Uh, Flash and Green Lantern, and you they kept adding more and more heroes to it. And eventually, you had to have the the enemies. So, th- oh wh- yeah. Initially, the bad guys that you got in there were these generic, never heard before one offs for the show.
1: Yeah, although you'd get a version of Black Manta, he was one of the first, like, actual DC villains that you'd actually see in the Super Friends.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 84, 85, when they had Super Friends, the legendary superpower show. These are amazing names. Um, Right. (laughs) <clears throat> they they had the villains such as Brainiacs, Le- 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 Lex Luthor, uh, Mirror Master, and Mr. MixelPlick and Darkseid. Oh yeah, Solomon Grundy. Yeah, oh, Solomon Grundy, man. He's such an un... I mean, he has such a... I love his character. I think yeah, I'm
1: sure that uh, the Batman games, of uh, like the Arkham series, brought mm-hmm. Solomon Grundy back to consciousness if you're not like a hardcore DC geek.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, The f- and the, f- the battle- battles with him were pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: I think that once they started introducing the Legion of Doom, like the show kind of found what it was looking for. It stopped trying to be just a Hanna-Barbera cartoon and was a full-blown superhero show. I, I saw yeah. one or two episodes from this era, and while I was cringing from the uh, 1970s and early 80s episodes, right around the point where you're at the legendary superpower show, it's starting to actually get pretty decent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cuz Cause the, cuz cause the um the League of Villains what were what's what's their name again? The Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. They're all pissed off because the Hall of Justice is like in Metropolis and they got a fountain and these arches and all that and they're like, "Dude, we're we're living in a skull dome in a swamp. That kind of <laughs> sucks." <laughs> <It's-> <laughs>
3: And the commute is just awful.
0: Yes. You don't know how much parking in a swamp is. You pay it, and you come back, and your car has sunk. My
3: first car sunk into the swamp. I bought a second <laughs> car. It sunk into the swamp.
0: And a hard leg. <laughs> that
2: <laughs> um, it, it is, it is amazing that the transition and it, how long it took them to find the right mixture because some of those early cartoons, like the very first year that they were making the show, I mean, the, the episode I watched was one, one, one episode away from having the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, it was, it was that bad. And it, the, the writing, the storytelling, everything about it was just, I mean, it, it did not hold up well.
0: Well, I put think it that way it was back then with cartoons honestly at that point in the early the early uh, 70s and late 60s cartoons were actually just kind of almost kind of brand new
1: Yeah, and I think that those early episodes were more trying to be like the other successful Hanna-Barbera cartoons because they hadn't figured out that we're going to use these to sell toys, which is why you get to the better stuff later because Kenner signs on. and It's like, yeah, we're going to make all these superhero and villain toys, which I kind of think is why uh, the later episodes kind of were more reminiscent of Uh, He-Man. We talk about the Legion of Doom. I mean, basically, the Legion of Doom's area is Castle Grayskull. Yeah. Yeah, it's a supervillain theme, Castle Grayskull. They're just ripping off some a, a different, already proven, successful thing to do something different mm-hmm.
3: and sell toys.
1: Yeah, and sell toys. How are <laughs> <You're such amazing. laughs>
3: What? Nothing.
1: How wooed?
2: <laughs> <weird>. Whoa! <laughs> Did you just go? Oh my Holy god! Holy
0: shit! Go build a wall. How the hell? <laughs> wow. I nice. got, I got nothing. When you used to
2: die, make me into cake for a little kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, there we go. All right, uh, but I mean, oh, you—I
2: mean, we're we're all at the right age that when we were kids, we watched this when it was originally on, I think. And I mean, our memories of it are fond. But yeah, uh, you know, it's it's amazing sometimes when you go back and you see all the things that were going on and kind of wonder what it was that you loved about it. it makes me wonder if, if eventually, like twenty years down the road, I'll go back and I'll watch some of this other stuff that's popular now that I think is great. And I'm like, wow, that really wasn't very good.
0: Well, I think it's, in going back to the idea that this was when cartoons had just started, I don't think they realized that kids can actually pay attention past one episode. You know, they, where they could, you know, they you didn't have to have everything nicely wrapped up and with a bow and done by episode one. And then they start up with a new adventure next time. You can actually have a story that carried over from uh, each episode to episode, which is why in the later episodes you wound up having, you know, the Legion of Doom was doing something else. And that was, there wasn't a new enemy every single time. There was the Legion of Doom became their foils. Um, and this attitude, I love this story. Uh, my grandfather, as you guys remember him, used to video cartoons for my brother. What? Yes. He used to, he, we, we got him a VCR for Christmas. And. Oh. This, this, we you know a bunch of blank tapes and he was like, okay, so he's gonna record cartoons for Matthew. And he put on like a superhero show. Matthew's watching this and it goes to commercial and it stops recording and pops back up and it's a completely different cartoon. Nick Matthew's like, all right, weird. But he keeps watching. Well, my, after about five or six times this, we realized that my grandfather had no idea that there was an actual story going on through the entire show. And every time it went to credits, he just assumed that was over and switched to a new show. So oh, he, wow. So Matthew got this. Like, imagine having, like, ten minutes of Super Friends, the next ten minutes of the show of Darkwing Duck, and then, you know, the next ten minutes of another show, and Matthew's like, Grandpa's really fucking with me. He's doing this on purpose. And we're like, no, he's not, because he recorded uh, Back to the Future 3 for us, and it was like, he recorded it to the point where he um, Marty left. It felt like you
3: were time-traveling, too?
0: <clears throat> well, no, almost, because M- Marty leaves, and he had paused it for the commercial, and apparently, in that time, had fallen asleep and not realized it, so when the commercial came back, they were already back from the West and saying goodbye to Doc. So, <laughs>
2: Grandpa, <laughs> put in RoboCop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I I think you've
1: got it uh, on the head there, Mike, where cartoons didn't really have an overarching story from episode to episode, aside from the occasional two-parter. And I think that trend continued probably until the 90s when you hit gargoyles and you realize, oh, that we're going to have a over-arc for the entire season, a story that's going to be broken up across episodes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, I do believe you. I mean, with the, with the rise of, uh, Batman the animated series and mm-hmm. gargoyles and all that, where you have these little vignette stories, but there is an overarching story of what's going on through the entire series. You know, it wasn't until that point where they're like, wow, we can really, We don't have to have an open-and-shut story every single time, and that shows up even more now. Oh,
1: yeah, because I I think from those mid-'90s cartoons to current day, they've gone more and more in the direction of treating kids almost like adults. It's like we're going to present this stuff uh, assuming you're going to understand enough of it to follow, and if the story's good, you're going to want to continue on. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You
2: know, something else that I found kind of interesting is how incredibly tight a hold they have on these cartoons. Cause when, as you guys found out, when you're trying to look for it, it's hard to find. I mean, I could find it to, to, uh, you know, to purchase, like even on YouTube, you could rent episodes of the later series for a buck 99 each. And I found, only found one full hour long episode from the original series that was available through like YouTube, but just trying to track it down. It's like they've got a really
0: tight hold on it, which kind of surprised me. I know you think you'd want this stuff everywhere. Yeah, I
1: mean, there are, of course, the uh, dodgier sites where you can allegedly stream these things. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> even it's then,
3: not, it's well, yeah.
1: it was a little harder
2: than I was expecting. And I don't know whether it's because it's DC characters or what it is. <laughs> That's what she said. But it it, it kind of surprised me, actually, how tricky it was.
1: So, so yeah, yeah, that's all we got with that, I guess. So I guess when we come back, we're going to talk about uh the Justice League cartoons, which uh, were in the 2000s. Uh, it actually surprised me that the JLA cartoons ended almost 10 years ago or actually over 10 years ago now. Really? Yeah. 2004.
0: Wow. That is a while right? ago, but still
1: or maybe that's when uh the transition was i might have that uh, that wrong it might have been justice league unlimited started in 2004
2: hold on i've got it pulled up here uh justice league ran from 01 to 06
1: oh okay so almost i was right the first time almost 10 years ago
2: okay still that's quite a ways Yeah, yeah that's quite a while ago
0: so we will dig more into that when we come back from the break Hello, everybody. We are back in the Hall of Justice. Nice. Yes. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, the Emergency Tron has gone off. It's smaller than I remember. That's, That's what, what she, she said. said. <laughs> so, in the early thousands, there, the Justice League came out. And uh, it was at the end of Seagull Origins. It was a premiere three-episode arc uh, where Superman proposes the formation of a superhero league, including himself, uh, Batman... No Robin, Wonder Woman, the Wally West Flash, Green Lantern, uh, Martian Manhunter, and Hawkgirl. And uh, in self-deprecating humor, the Flash jokes that they should be called the Super Friends. And he gets a stare down. Yes. (laughs) And they say, how about Justice League? (laughs) Like you, get over in the corner with Aquaman. (laughs) Well, in this one, Aquaman's not quite the gimp that he is in... uh, in the previous one, it's the kind of... Before,
3: before we move on, let me ask you a question. Oh, dear. I want to do a little bit of a callback here to mm. to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show. Okay. Okay. Um, remember in the movie when they said, you know, they they made the, re- the reference to the Cowabunga? Yes. And everybody was upset about that. How come that <clears throat> one is okay, but this one is not?
2: They didn't say anything about Cowabunga in
3: this. No, but I'm saying, like, he says Super Friends... And it's it's more accepted as a joke in this instance than it was in the other movie. What is the difference? I'm not – I'm just saying what is the actual difference? Why is one acceptable? Why Why is the other one not?
1: No, I get what you're saying. And it is – it's a little forced in this one too. It's a little bit of wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. Um. And I agree that it is a case of – Almost, I don't think it's apologizing for itself, is the big difference. Is yeah, they're, they're ag- acknowledging that the old Super Friends show was a little silly, but they're not apologizing for being superheroes, is the big difference. When you uh, look at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when they are parodying the stuff they used to say when they were kids and talking about how dumb it was, they're kind of apologizing for being the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Where this, they're acknowledging, okay, the last show was kind of dumb, but we're not apologizing for being super friends, because that's not what this is. This is a DC Comics TV show. So I guess that's the difference.
0: Yes.
2: Actually, Josh wrote his doctoral dissertation on that.
0: <laughs> so uh, Justice League, looks like it only had two seasons. Uh, you can find them in box set. I managed to find <laughs> another, another one of those um, thrift store finds. I went to one. They had both seasons in the box sets there in DVD, and you know, that's an awesome little find. Uh, this week
3: you found that? No, no, no.
0: It? I found it before. That oh, would be I, weird. That's a,
3: that's a hell of a find.
0: <laughs> I know. Right. No, I found. I found. I mean, I, and I've I've watched the entire series several times already because it's, it's really good and then falling back onto the why is it so awesome created by Bruce Timm of Batman the Animated Series uh, fame and Paul Dini now if you don't know his name some of the things that he's worked on he is that also who's brother what? I... is that some sort of cake no just... a hot of egg.
3: Paul Dini and his brother who who uh,
0: oh, oh Jesus
2: wow <laughs> you hang up on me but not him
0: <laughs> it, it sent me into shock I couldn't push the button Um. (laughs) Jesus. So this guy, uh, Paul Dini, he uh, worked on Superman: The Animated. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Tiny Toon Adventures. Uh, Superman animated series, uh, Batman Beyond, Duck Dodgers. He also it gets that little bit of uh, sense of humor that they have in this one because he also worked on Animaniacs, Freakazoid, which that's wow. something that I have to find again. Mm-hmm. That's an
3: underrated show.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so he's got that little bit of uh, sense of humor in there too with a lot of the scripting in this.
1: Yeah, I, I remember when I first saw these, uh, I was working in a video game store with pretty low traffic, but we always had a PlayStation 2 hooked up to a TV and we had the box sets for this and I had never seen it. It was a few years after it had come out and ended up binge watching on my shifts those first two seasons and I was shocked. At how much better it was than I thought it was going to be. Because I've made no bones about the fact that I'm a Marvel guy, Mm -hmm. but I think that you can get yourself a pretty solid grounding in DC, like, second and third tier characters, just by watching the seasons of these shows.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about this one, is Joel and I were actually going on about it uh, in the chat beforehand, is there are so many B and C-list heroes that they decide to just bring back for, you know, one-shots, or you know or for a couple a couple episodes like i mean like Star Sapphire or um Sergeant Rock showed up once uh Lobo keeps coming back every now and then uh then you've got uh god who else is in there um Firefly Catman shows up um Geez, Richard Mall plays someone called Java, which I don't remember who that was.
2: Are we talking about when we hit in, <clears throat> into Unlimited?
0: No, this is this is all in uh, just regular Justice League.
1: Well, I mean, the difference between Justice League and Unlimited, basically, in a lot of ways, is just a continuation and a broadening of scope. There's a little bit at the beginning of Justice League Unlimited that is sort of a reset, but I think they're clearly in some ways the same show.
0: Yep.
2: It's it's the same show. It's just that they're saying it's not just going to be the the small group of us. Now we're going to enlist the help of every other DC hero ever, and every week we're going to you know send out a different team to do whatever. But every once in a while it'll just be the original group.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the number of guest stars they had doing voices for this. Oh man! Just like in addition to staples, uh, bringing back Arlene Sorkin to do Harley um the uh, classic star trek next generation actors you had michael dorn mm-hmm. um, few, um you also of course have uh mark hamill who is uh, uh reprising his role as joker
0: yes don't forget you got phil lamar and um neil patrick harris yep michael ironside as dark as an amazing voice for dark side uh, robert picardo was the other uh star trek alum i was reaching for and in- okay
1: Missed.
2: And
0: isn't Kevin Conroy back? hmm I mean, and then you've got people like, I mean, and that, and they just pull everybody out of everywhere. Jeffrey Jones as Sir Swami, William Cat as the Green Guardsman, and Udo Kier as a music master. Wow. And
1: I think it's awesome that they got Oded
0: Fair to be Dr. Fate. Yeah, Dr. Fate. And that's great. These great characters that you don't see often enough. And I think this is pretty much before
1: anybody knew who Oded Fair was, before he had his uh, uh, string of roles as like the Badass Arabian Dude in a bunch of different movies, especially uh, the Mummy series.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the uh, the, sh- the episodes themselves on these? How far did you guys get into them?
3: <laughs> Why watch the- uh, okay i'm gonna oh. i'll i'll start off by saying um i don't remember much about the original justice league and i've not never been a big fan i never this was the first time i'd ever watched any of them um same and so i watched the first three to finish that um opening arc and then i watched like the first couple of the justice League unlimited um first impressions i i the artwork is impressive i like it i I was amazed, first of all. I'm just going to say this, because I had no idea, and this is going to make me sound like an idiot to you guys, I guess.
0: After the cake thing, really? That's new?
3: (laughs) Well, I'm just... In in this particular realm of geekdom, you guys know I'm not really well versed, but I had no idea that Wonder Woman was as powerful as she is.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I like
3: to look her up on the internet. She started flying and shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I had to look her up and looked read all about her and everything. So I had I had no idea that she's basically like a female Superman.
0: And that's and that's part of the carryover from the Super Friends is that Wonder Woman's like, hey, she's a woman. She's got a rope and a jet. You know, <laughs> and uh, bulletproof. I mean,
3: the only the only thing I know of Wonder Woman is is the the um the the show that they did in the seventies, and like she was just so hokey and everything, and I just never really took her seriously. And then she starts doing all this shit, and I'm like, "Where's this coming from?"
0: You know what you need to read is get into the um, uh, God, what's a Josh? Help me out here. The video game that just came out from dc uh,
2: injustice
0: yes oh yeah yeah, yeah. you want to see some heavy ass like why wonder woman is a badass read that story arc
1: yeah although injustice is weird because it is very clearly non-canon i mean they set up these storylines to have superheroes and villains actually killing each other off so it's definitely if you're not already into dc I might not recommend it just because they're like, "Oh my God, these guys just murdered Lobo." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: it's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, it's gonna happen. And I don't know if you if you know what the the storyline like uh, uh, kickoff is on this one is that Lex Luthor tricks Superman into accidentally killing accidentally killing Lois Lane. Oh my! And Batman and I mean,
3: bad things yeah, happening.
0: Well, Superman's finally like, "All right, you know what? Enough screwing around. I'm taking over."
3: Yeah, he's like, "The gloves are off."
0: Yeah, so.
3: And is then he, also, I'd never heard of Hulk girl, and
0: uh,
3: I'd never heard of the Martian Manhunter, uh, and I thought Flash was kind of annoying.
2: Yeah, he is. That, that's kind of the point.
1: Yeah. That's, that's Although Flash is... Is that char- his
3: character, basically?
4: Mm, well...
1: depends well. on the era, but Flash yeah. is way more powerful in the comics than he's represented as being in the show. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Did you
0: know Rob Zombie did a voice? No. Who did he play? It, he basically played Cthulhu. Ixthulhu.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice i also think that uh, a shout out is needed for lex Luthor, who's voiced by clancy motherfucking brown yeah oh.
2: all really? right we're getting into that unlimited part where it gets exciting but anyway oh yeah yeah see well i've watched the first three episodes because i wanted to see the completion of the arc and initially i was kind of the opposite of you guys i I didn't care for Super Friends rewatching it just because of how hokey it was. But for a nostalgia factor, I enjoyed it. This one, I kind of was expecting something a little more. And I think until I hit the Unlimited era, I kind of was like, take it or leave it. Once I hit Unlimited, then I started to kind of get into it.
3: My, my whole take on the whole thing was if you've got Superman, Wonder Woman, and the Green Lantern and the Martian Manhunter, you don't need anyone else.
1: Oh, I I don't know the way they uh, Batman shows all of those guys up regularly in this show, but I think that's just
3: for the they just write that in for that reason.
0: No, because if
3: this was a real thing, if you had these four flying, basically almost indestructible beings, what do you need a person who can who who has cool
0: toys? Well, see, here's the thing. There's an episode where Batman basically lets them all know that he has planned out a way how to take every single one of them down. Right, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just he's just like look. If it comes down to it, I'm going to take you down, no matter what. Oh, I'm not. I'm,
3: I'm not. I'm not discounting Batman at all. I love Batman. He's one of my favorites. But I'm just saying, there's just it's it's just hard to compare immortal beings to someone who is mortal. It's just you yeah.
0: Know. But there are several times. I mean, they what I do think they do do is they do <laughs> do 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 do, do uh, is and a hard boiled egg, <laughs> two hard boiled eggs. They <laughs> we broke them again. <laughs> so, but they definitely do reach a point where Superman and Wonder Woman are off doing something else, or this is something that happens in a, while. Something you know, this thing is going on here, and Superman and Batman are not able to help. You know, while while you would like to think that they're this omnipresent hero force, they can't be everywhere at the same time. Because the
3: writers know if Superman were here, he would solve this in ten seconds. So we need to get rid of him for some reason. But you select. Well,
2: I mean, look at the. I think it might have been episode two of Unlimited, where uh, and it's based on an Alan Moore story where um, Superman gets this plant-like thing attached to him that puts him in a permanent dream state. Wonder Woman's getting her ass kicked by the main bad guy that I don't know his name and getting her ass Mongol. handed to her. Yeah, and um Batman has to save the day because Mongol and respects Batman but doesn't take him as a serious threat and ultimately if Batman wouldn't have been there that would have been the end of it, you know. So right. he has a he has a place just like uh, Green Arrow does in the first episode of uh, Unlimited.
1: Well, and I think that we uh touched on this a lot in bat month but in a lot of ways this is where in popular culture the idea that if batman is properly prepared he can take on just about anybody this this tv show is one of the first places we see that in pop culture crystallized
0: Mm -hmm. because they do focus on the fact that batman above all and everything is a detective Yeah, he will will search out every bit of information that he needs (laughs) to put things in his right you know to make things go his way so um, no. Just look at the Dark Knight Returns. I mean, yeah, which
2: I think is what they're basing the new movie on. I mean, he took down Superman, or was
0: sure working s- on it. Seems like it, right? So, um, do you want to step into Justice League Unlimited then? Yeah, we've kind
1: of uh, the lines are blurry between Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and we've already kind of crossed over. But let's like focus on that now.
0: Yeah. So, Justice League Unlimited uh, is a, a kind of sequelish. It started up in 2004 on Toonami and uh, lasted until 2006. Uh, in the meantime, the World of Gumball is running on its third or fourth freaking season. I uh, <laughs> slap people sometimes.
2: I like that show. It, it's multimedia. It's fun.
0: The World of Gumball?
2: The Amazing World of Gumball. It's like a mix a of thing. all kinds of yeah, stuff.
0: You need to have another brownie and watch that. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I'm with Pat on this one.
1: I, I have heard of it, but I don't really know anything about it. You should watch it sometime before you pass judgment. Well, anyway. I'm not
0: saying it doesn't have its place, but compared to Justice League Unlimited, I'd rather watch Justice League.
2: Well, <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. So they expand the league to over fifty characters that appear in the the uh, three seasons that uh, this was on. It was around the where they had. They actually have a chronology for it here. Well, uh, right around – well, it just has – it had preceded Batman Beyond. Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> it's some of that legendary pre- preparation we've got going on oh, here. Oh, yeah. You,
1: mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, if you're familiar with uh, our other shows, like when we talked about Batman anime, the series, it, it you can kind of figure out where it is in its place in the, like, 90s to 2000s era.
0: Yeah. In this one, you have the Secret Society, which is basically the Legion of Doom, which is the main villains. And they're a little bit less sit around the table and talk about things, and more kind of like, we're going to meet in a warehouse and figure out what to do next real quick. That's
3: that's not related to Dr. Doom,
0: No. is it? No, no okay. not at all. I that's, thought it was different. <clears <clears <throat> yeah. But um, when they say they open up the the, the characters in this one, they just seriously bring out all the barrels. I've, I think even... Um, the creeper is in this.
3: Is it the the Scooby Doo people back?
0: No, no. no I the mean, cre- they may have well, been
3: seen.
2: Wonder in Dog th- was in one episode, but not Marvin and Wendy. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah but they bring back um, Captain Ma- Captain Adam shows in this one. Uh, El Diablo shows up. Yeah, uh, Jonah Hex, Dead Man. De- yeah, Dead Man is in. <laughs> uh, let's see who else they got. Um, the Adam Bowana Beast. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Great. they go digging. Elongated man. Voiced.
2: <laughs>
0: that was awesome, Who's yeah. voiced by. Jeremy Piven. And he's and, okay, complaining about... I, 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 I
3: want to say this, by the way, about the, the, the stunt casting of the voices. I honestly... Am, I mean, I'm not exa- exactly the target audience. I'm not the guy that watches these shows too much anyway. But I don't really like when they use a celebrity as these voices, because it takes me out of the moment. Because, I mean, like I said, when I was watching the show earlier, I kept realizing, I was like, I know this guy's voice. But and it, and I had to like stop watching the episode and look it up on IMDB and find it it just it just distracts me from the actual show so Think about so it.
0: what you're saying is that actors should never do anything that you're not familiar with them doing because it confuses you
3: no How not at all I'm, I'm, so I can't do <laughs> the voice I'm, I'm saying they they're, I'm not a big fan cake. I'm not a big fan for several reasons of using celebrities in in voice roles I mean in movies and in TV shows because I mean there's a shit ton of voice actors out there that are out of work because you know they're hiring yeah. in Will Ferrell to voice whatever instead of hiring... But that's not my... I mean, I would honestly, obviously get used to it if I watched the show for over and over and over again, but being the first time I watched it, it definitely took me out. Because I started realizing I recognized several different people's voices from different things.
1: Well, okay, I'm not okay. saying
3: they shouldn't do it, I'm just saying...
1: There's also a difference between an actor who does something on screen and is good at doing a character voice, like Mark Hamill as Joker is great, and he doesn't sound like Mark Hamill. I I can't hear
3: that thing is like he doesn't sound like Luke Skywalker while he's doing it.
1: Right, Clancy Brown uh, does a great Lex Luthor, and like I know instinctively it's Clancy Brown, but he's not just doing his own voice.
2: Well, it's like when he does uh, Mr. Krabs. I mean, he doesn't sound like Clancy Brown.
1: Right. And that's, the, I think that's and maybe, the key. Maybe that's
3: the problem. Maybe maybe, maybe if, if they affected their voice in some way, but like I'm listening to, uh, what's his name? Captain Adam. Johnston and, McGinley? No, no, no. That was uh, George Eads, the guy who played Nicky on CSI. Chris oh. anything and this. he was just not changing his voice in the slightest, and it was just driving me crazy because I'm like, I know this voice, and I looked oh, it up. It's... as soon as I did, and then every time he spoke, all I'm seeing is like you know him being trapped in a coffin and with Gil Grissom talking to him, or, you know. Like. And then John on the Singleton?
1: other hand, you've got Adam Baldwin who does like four voices in this, and uh, I don't hear Jane from Firefly in any of them. Jonah no, Hicks, Green Lantern
0: but, or Bonk even. Yeah.
2: Let's let's look at this though from a kid's perspective. I mean, if if you're a younger kid watching. It, you're not going to know and but if you're an actor and you're like dude i just got the chance to play green arrow in a in a animated series i'm going to jump on it yeah. and i think that's part but of why that, they had so many people
3: make, make, it, make a new voice or something i guess maybe maybe that's more important than changing the casting i don't know but
1: yeah, and that was, was the point big, i was trying a, to get
3: I'm, at. A, I'm a big advocate of of voice actors and i don't like that they're losing their jobs well,
2: billy west who's a very famous voice actor very played famous. played booster gold's uh uh, I can't think of his name. Skeets. All the time. Skeets. Right. And then booster booster gold was voiced by Tom Everett Scott, who was in that thing you do in American will from Paris.
0: And Hawk was voiced by Fred Savage.
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean, what? and then okay,
3: the so question maybe, we have to just refine this down and just say, George Eats needs to work on his voice acting.
2: Okay. And <laughs> the question sir. was done by Jeffrey Combs. Let's and I narrow narrow it had same, down
3: even further then we'll just, I'll just attack him by himself.
2: I had the same thing happen though, Pat. Cause when the question, the first episode I watched with him, I was like, man, that voice sounds really familiar. So I had to look it up and I, I was like, oh, Jeffrey Combs. Nice. But Booster Gold, when Tom Everett Scott did it, I I had a slight like, oh, I kind of noticed that. But I didn't know who it was until I went to the episode after the fact. So
1: before we move on, I want to talk about the question. Oh, yeah. okay, because the question is one of two characters. I don't know. Even though I'm a Marvel guy, I know my DC pretty well. And the question along with the Blue Beetle were two of the Charlton Comics characters. And one of the coolest things about the question is that he is not only one of the best parts of Justice League Unlimited and damned interesting in DC Comics, but he's also the direct inspiration for another fan favorite comic book character. When the Charlton Comics characters were acquired by DC, they didn't know what the hell to do with them. So they tried turning them over to Alan Moore. Right. And Alan Moore wrote this story where all the Charlton characters were in New York and he had this epic, massive plot line involving politics and murder and sex and at the end, a city's destroyed and a <laughs> bunch of them get killed and they're like, we can't put this in the DC universe, but we want to use these characters. So they made new characters. Yeah. In place of the Blue Beetle, they had
3: the oh, owl. Oh, don't,
4: oh, and yeah. in
1: place of the question, they had Rorschach. Rorschach.
4: Yes!
0: Which is awesome, too.
1: So not only is he the awesome, faceless, private eye who has all of these crazy conspiracies, and they're all true in uh, Justice League Unlimited, but the same character is the direct inspiration for Rorschach. I thought that's awesome.
0: Yep. Go Steve Ditko. Used to read uh, the question in high school, and that was just the whole – the faceless detective thing was just sweet. I mean, it's good stuff all around. And I think Pat, the thing with the voice acting is these. I mean, it's not just like it's a one off. I mean, a lot of these people. I mean, granted, Jeremy Jeremy Piven might be considered the one off in these, but a lot of actors are doing that. Like when they're not working on a movie, how tough is it for them to go in, strap on a heads uh, headphones, and do some voice acting? I mean, it's not. Yeah,
3: I'm not. I'm not saying they're wrong for doing it. I just, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think in a way that the possibly the people doing the show are wrong for hiring him I guess I don't know because I mean a lot of voice actors are losing out I I don't know it's a a, a sticky wicket because I don't want to tell them they can't do it either so I don't know
2: he said sticky wicket I don't know. I I I was uh, I watched the first three episodes and I was gonna leave it at that, but then when Mike started, he's like, "Dude, Booster Gold," and he started naming off all these names of people and in these episodes. I'm like, "Wait, what? What just happened? Like, <laughs> what did, what 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 did I miss?" Because on the third episode when they turned them into little kids, I'm like, "Oh crap, they jumped the shark already." And then then I started watching the other episodes and I I started to to really kind of go, "Wow, okay, I get it now." And when you look through the list of people that they have and the, the actors that they have, which I know Pat isn't a fan of, I mean, every single episode had a bunch of people in it. I just pulled up a, a random episode here that I didn't even watch. Um, and uh, Nestor Carbonell, who most people know now from uh, the Dark Knight series, or Edo Ross, who was on Six Feet Under, I mean, just two people that pop up in one episode that are awesome actors <laughs> that are doing voice work. I don't know. Ida Ross. Was, cool. Ida well, okay, was I... he
0: was he the guy that was in um fringe also? Uh was he in fringe?
2: Uh Hold on, I'm looking it up real quick because he was.
0: I'm just saying. I think my main point is like if you're gonna
3: be an act, a known actor, and you're gonna go in and do some voice work like that, don't phone it in. Make up some kind of voice. Do something. Don't just walk in and sound like yourself and read your lines and get paid and
0: walk out. Oh. And I'd have no problem agreeing. with Yeah, him. no, I, I agree with agree you then. that too. Yeah, I mean, because it's. I mean, it's that it's the Mark Hamill thing. I mean, everyone knows Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker, but he does pr- quite possibly the best Joker that has been done. Yeah. So, oh, and it wasn't Ed O'Ross. I was thinking of Oded Fair.
2: Oh, because I was looking at him I'm like he was Nikolai and Six Feet Under. That's what I know him from. But he's he's one of those character actors that you see him and you go, oh, but here's another episode. You've got J.K. Simmons and John C. McGinley. I mean, and that's just two not uh, counting the regulars that are on there every week. I mean, it's it's great.
3: And, and, if, and if like, you know, John C. McGinley comes on sounding like Dr. Cox, it's going to totally throw me out, you
4: know?
2: Would it help if uh, Zach Braff was the other character in the episode?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm also a big fan of the recurring work of René Aubergenois. Uh, ah. He's best known for uh, probably Odo in Deep Space Nine. But, <clears throat> heck, he was all the way back on Benson. I was going to say, don't leave Benson
3: out. I thought he was
1: better known for Benson.
3: <laughs> yeah, you <he> can't <laughs> yeah.
2: Benson
1: out. Father Mulcahy from uh, MASH the movie. Oh, Yeah.
2: Really going back there.
1: Why yeah, not? I mean, know, the guy's been doing all this work all the way back, and he was just a ton of minor voices. He voiced Guardian, Steppenwolf, Desaad, uh, Gallius Zed, Guardian, I, I may have already said.
0: Yeah, he's, I mean, that's, and that's the thing that I got, it's the, the reoccurring ones, or the the voice actors that I think, like <laughs> Adam Baldwin is one of those voice actors that can change. He can, he can play three or four different characters in a show because he can change it up so and ed asner yep, as hef well i'll say granny goodness and what's the other one Hephaestus, 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 yeah that's the for the rest of us i don't
2: know i just pulled up <laughs> wayne knight jason bateman and robert england in an episode come yeah. on
0: so but yeah i mean and and the storylines in this one they're pretty heavy sometimes i'm like there's the, the one i don't Call spoilers but the one episode where the younger uh, super the younger uh, superhero team discovers that they're actually just clones created by one of the enemies
1: which is so awesome because that was one of questions uh, conspiracy theories that supergirl was always a clone hmm
2: well and see they, they they're pulling from actual DC titles like the one I was mentioning for the man who has everything where Superman gets put in that trance state that's, that's an Alan Moore story I mean that you you don't get much darker and No, prolific as Alan Moore or uh, maybe Frank Miller. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And they've got Edgrin the demon in here too so that's awesome.
2: Right. Yeah. You're talking about Saga of the Swamp thing. I mean, talk about Trippy.
1: It's interesting because we have given DC in modern times a lot of crap from being behind the game. You look at what Marvel's doing in films and uh, TV and they've got a very well-realized, consistent universe. DC was doing this back in the 90s and 2000s because you've got a lot of people reprising their roles and the same animators drawing the same characters in the same way from Batman the Animated Series all the way through the end of the run of Justice League Unlimited.
0: Yep. And you can't, I mean, outside of Pat, I mean, I know the three of us, Joel and Josh and I, I mean, we would sit and watch Batman. We would sit and watch. I mean, if this was on in college, it'd be one more hour that we wouldn't be doing anything else. You know, we'd be sitting in a room watching it. So. Yeah, you'd almost think we spent a month talking about it.
2: <laughs> oh yeah well and, and despite what you have to say about marvel versus dc now i mean you go back and look at some of the well you don't even have to go back and look at it just uh fuck you i'm moment going moment now and, and <laughs> do a quick cross-reference of the dc titles and probably the most well-received and critically acclaimed titles ever released were dc titles
0: now. <laughs> i'm watching it you can't stop me and about that?
3: Mike, the rest of the show now
0: okay i'm back that's quick. That was quick. I thought you turned into a
2: cake. Sorry, <laughs> and we're fed to small children.
0: He had to go to Oswego.
2: <laughs> Listen, to Ace of base. That's a thing, you know.
0: Oh my God! So I think we're done here. <laughs> Once Oswego gets brought up, that's the, that's. The, the nail that's, in the coffin. That's the all end right. Of so it.
1: before before we go into a show wrap up stuff, uh, I want to ask uh, overall. Uh, let, let's give just a quick thumbs up, thumbs down for the original and the uh, and the Justice League through Unlimited. Are we talking about Super <clears throat>
2: Friends and then the later Super Friends? Yeah, or are we Super, about Super friends, friends as
1: a whole. Okay, that's fair. Uh, We could say, we could break them up. Early Super Friends, late Super Friends, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Okay. If you must.
0: Yes, please. So go, Joel.
2: Okay, so the original Justice League, or original Super Friends, nostalgia, yeah, but overall, no, not any good. Um, The later episodes definitely improved, so I'd give it a a hesitant thumbs up. Um, Justice League, I... Honestly, can say I, I couldn't get into, but Justice League International because of all the additional heroes, thumbs up.
3: Pat, right, Pat, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say
0: hi. Uh, thumbs
3: down for the original Justice League, and kind of a thumbs sideways for everything else. I didn't hate or love any of it.
1: When you say the original, you mean the original Super Friends?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. It was no and, good till they put a monkey on,
2: <laughs> and then it was okay.
0: The original yeah. super friends uh, watching the episodes that i did i because i stepped into like man i used to love this come home from school have a snack and watch super friends there must have been something wrong with me or something in the and you were young yeah and it just kind of uh did not oh. well just i mean it wasn't
2: compared to math i mean it's pretty exciting <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes compared to math it's exciting Yes, it's not designing walls or anything, but. yeah I was going to say, yeah uh, <laughs> and, and next and for the left hook, <laughs> so um, <laughs> as for the the new ones, like the Justice League, I bought you know, I grabbed the uh, two season set as soon as I saw them, and I loved them because it's Bruce Tim and I'm a big fan of Bruce Tim, and for the ultimate or the uh, unlimited, I mean, adding on these characters that you don't see often enough. I you know thumbs down, thumbs up, thumbs up for me on these.
1: I'm pretty much where you are, Mike. Uh, The uh, original couple seasons of Super Friends, just uh, even uh, grading on the curve by the kind of stuff we watch for this show, really doesn't hold up, even factoring in nostalgia. And then it gets a little better. Um, It's still a little lame, a little cheesy, and uh, I'm not sure I'll ever properly forgive what they did to Aquaman, so maybe I'm thumbs sideways, trending down for all of Super Friends. But yeah. you know, once you get to the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, I'm an overwhelming thumbs up all the way. It exceeded my expectations and uh, holds up to this day, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Cool. So, uh, what do you want to do next week? Wait, oh, well, favorite hero, last Patrick. We- oh, what's your okay, what? What, Oh, Favorite hero, like from from,
3: from the, the Super, from the super yeah. Friends and the and, uh, Justice League. Who's your favorite?
2: Ooh, nice. Oh. I like that. Uh, mm. I was always a, a, Hawk, a Hawkman fan for Super Friends, I guess, the later a- era. Um, Justice League, I've always been a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle fan, so if I, I count them as one entity, so I'm going to put them together.
0: You can't count them as one. I'm going to. I just I'm, did. I'm going to turn you into cake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <girl. laughs>
3: a census taker once tried to count them as one. <laughs> All right, Josh?
1: For the original era, I, they're all pretty lame, so I think I'm just going to say Apache Chief. <laughs>
2: <In the laughs>
1: Although I fear that my love for Apache Chief has more to do with Harvey Birdman attorney-at-law than it does about actual Super yeah. Friends.
0: You think? <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but the uh, definitely when we go to Modern Justice League, it's got to be the question. All right. I'm
0: thinking I'm going to go for Gleek.
3: Because oh, I, go
0: <laughs> I think that, that he's like um, Nibbler, I think.
3: <laughs> nice.
0: I think Gleek is like Nibbler because he, he knows what's going on. He's faking it the entire time.
3: He's the actual mastermind? Yeah,
0: he's the mastermind behind it. I think he's actually the guy in charge of the Legion of Doom and i'm
3: and i'm gonna be the typical non-comic book reader non-huge fanboy guy and i'm gonna go with the obvious superman because how do you not pick superman if you're not hugely into all the comics superman is the shit
0: yeah uh okay
3: because i mean seriously he's i mean you you just for sheer badassery you can't beat superman i mean he may not be the most interesting but he's fucking invincible and he does everything that everybody else can do just about
0: what about you you're going superman across the board
3: yeah, because he's like he's the he's the alpha dog. Uh.
1: And a case could be made for Superman in general, although I think he's at his most interesting in the alternate universe stories where things work out a little differently for him. Where you're talking about like the nail, what would have happened if the Kents had never found him because their truck blew a flat. Or uh, Red Sun, where oh. he touched <laughs> down in the USSR instead of the United States. Ooh. That
0: is such a great storyline. That sounds
1: interesting. It, it really is. Or my personal favorite is All Star Superman, where it uh, takes a look at the story and asks and answers the question what would Superman do if he was dying? And basically, uh, Lex Luthor figured out to how to make it so the longer he lived, the more he would absorb the sun's rays so he would get stronger, but eventually his powers would kill him. And huh. he knew that I'm in this world where before I die, I'm going to be the most powerful I've ever been, but what do I do with the time I have left? And All-Star Superman answers that question. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah.
3: Those are both comic books?
1: Yeah, all of them are comic books available as graphic novels, and I'm pretty sure All-Star Superman was made into a movie.
3: No, the, Yeah, the Red Sun one is one I'm most interested in, but yeah. the All-Star one is definitely second. Yeah, right. I'm
1: pretty sure all of those can be picked up uh, like from a library as a graphic novel, or you could probably find them in a comic book shop. And nice. a hot ball egg.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Two hot so. eggs. And as for the Unlimited for me... Look, I Josh, I hate to follow in your tracks, but the question is awesome. He's so good. <laughs> the whole the whole comment about the uh Girl Scouts was like, you know, is it the and you you believe that the Girl Scouts are the ones controlling the satellites in the sky and the, and the uh, transmissions across uh the world? Yes, I do, but only because nobody else does because nobody is taking the time to ask the question. It's <laughs> <laughs> So, so next week. Next week, we're getting our uh, Jurassic on.
1: <coughs> Dinosaurs.
0: Oh. to <coughs> get our gold bloom. um <laughs> We're gonna do Jurassic Park and but, Jurassic must World. Go fast, must go faster. Must go faster. see see what what do you have what do you have here is 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 <laughs> nature n- finds a way. Um
1: Oh you butchered that line.
0: I did totally. <laughs> totally <laughs> did. Chaos. Just chaos. Completely did.
1: Which which gives me <laughs> uh,
3: I was gonna say I was gonna comment, I'm like, Well, obviously Mike hasn't seen the movie in a no. while.
0: Yeah, it's because Mike needs to watch the movie, so <laughs> Yeah, but it's timely. I mean, right now uh,
1: Jurassic World is the biggest movie on the planet, so we're going to watch the original Jurassic Park. We're going to check out Jurassic World with Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt. I'm yep. looking forward to it.
3: Yep. Are we doing the two, the two in the middle?
1: Nah. No.
2: <laughs> I own them. I've seen them. But... Yeah,
3: we know. I've never seen them. Yeah, okay. I may yeah. watch them. I've already seen the other two. I may watch them just...
2: I mean, without... you got Vince Vaughn and Julianne Moore in the second one, and Jeff Goldblum comes back for the third or second one, and and then Sam Neill's in the third one, I think. And then a Spinosaurus. I don't know. They're all
1: right. Yeah, they're fine. We just don't need uh, the first no. half of the show to be two and a half hours. Right, no.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, so um, that's for next week, The Jurassic Show. If uh, you have any more ideas for us for shows, please give us a call. at 708 now wrap. 708-669-9727
1: yeah if you want to check out our archives you can always download them from iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher and shoe or we're getting some of the older shows back up and we've got all of the new shows up at our home on the web at www.40go14.com
0: yep so uh, until that time uh, we'd like to have Joel do his interpretive uh, velociraptor saying goodbye
4: uh, 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 uh. <laughs>
1: Is that a Velociraptor <laughs> Is done by the Atari 2600?
4: That's a
3: 8
0: bit Velociraptor. All right, good night, guys. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> now, on <want> a hot boiled egg. <laughs>
4: Now leading the world of musings of a geek podcast network.
2: Stay geeky, my friends. Oh man!
0: And I think what made it the funniest is the fact that none of none of us had any fucking idea what you were talking. about.
3: <laughs> well, you made the comment like I was one year old. How did I kill J.R. Tolkien? It just kind of got yeah. Me.
0: <laughs> and because he turned into cake was your first reason <laughs> and your most logical one. Yeah. Well,
3: He was obviously a cake.